0: Welcome to The Church Podcast, talking all things ministry so you can do church better. I'm your co-host, Chris Wesley, joined by John Ronaldo. John, how's it going today?
1: Awesome. I can safely yeah. say things are awesome. It's as simple as that. Awesome.
0: <laughs> That's the show, folks. That's if you have any questions, <laughs> will we'll see, <laughs> yeah, see you next time. Yeah, see you next time. Well, uh, you know, because I care, what, what, what makes it so awesome?
1: Uh, You know, uh, we're getting into the groove of this winter, winter, spring season here. Kids are in school. Everybody's healthy, finally. I mean, I had so many sick people over Christmas Uh, and the holidays. It's great. Everybody's healthy. There's just a lot going on. Um, Yeah. No, I'm just, things are awesome. Things are good.
0: I I know I'm doing awesome because while this is airing, I am in San Antonio at the AMM uh, annual membership meeting. So it is cool. Hang out with cool people. Um, Not John Ronaldo because nope. uh, he, he couldn't come, but that's perfectly okay. I'm hanging out with you right now as we're recording this. Um, but uh, you know, it's kind of funny, when I think about these trips, right? Um, anytime you go on a trip, uh, uh, there are times where I put up my email away message, right? Because if I'm on vacation, I'm not checking my email. But on a work trip like this, where I'm not just traveling for a marathon, but I'm also traveling for um, my parish job because I'm an individual member with, um, with the National Federation. I'm like, do I keep my email up? Um, and if I keep my email up, there's gonna be times where I'm tempted more to check my email because I'm not at home, so I'm not spending family time, and things like that. And but then again, I go back and forth, right? Do I maintain the same rules as uh, on a trip like this versus a trip where I am, or or when I'm back at home, right? Because let's face it, John, email is a great communication tool. Um, But the curse of it is it makes us accessible, um, or at least appear accessible 24 hours, seven days a week. So that's what we're going to discuss today, right? The 24-7 rule when it comes with email, especially for those of us who work in church ministry.
1: Yeah, one of my first bosses, uh, he he was a priest, he was very animate, um, especially when I was in diocesan ministry working with him. He was very animate. It's like, you need to respond to all emails within 24 business hours, okay, within 24 business hours, so not including days off and weekends and whatnot, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But the reason he was so animate about it, just to kind of set up this podcast, is that he knew that our role in, in the diocese, but I would argue our role also in parish, is of customer service. Now, that's not a term we necessarily use in church, you know, in terms of customer service. But in reality, if we're working in the church, we've got quote-unquote customers. Again, I'm not going to continue to use that term. But we, we, we have a constituency. We have folks that we are serving, uh, our role as pastoral ministry leaders is to be of service to our community, whether you're in a diocesan role serving parishes and school staff, or whether you're in a parish role serving individual parishioners and volunteers and whatnot, we're in a role service. And so the 24 hour rule, was really about being responsive to the needs of the community that we are called to serve. Uh, and and I, that was a lesson that really stuck with me and was a really important lesson and one that I continue to try to observe. But I, tr- I will tell you, I struggle with the 24-hour rule sometimes as well. And I find myself having emails in my inbox that are sitting there a lot longer than they should. But I know I'm the only one, right, Chris?
0: Yeah. Uh, yes, you are the one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. No, it's fine. I'm going
0: to enjoy this conversation because I think this is one of those ones where maybe we don't see necessarily eye to eye, and we could be nitpicking details, uh, talking about semantics here. But um, I, and I know what you're trying to, what you're saying with uh, customer service. I could not disagree more. I know that's a double negative. I do not agree, um, in the sense that it is not customer service. And you do not have to respond within 24 uh, business hours at all Um, because that is then saying every single email is important and emails are a tool and there is a priority to how you use that tool. There's a correct way to use that tool and email can be a huge, huge distraction. Now I know I'm guilty of keeping my email up uh, pretty much as long as my laptop is up. But I could not, uh, yeah, I do not like that term of uh, customer service or do not like that strategy of must respond in 24-7. I do think there is a etiquette of how long you can let an email sit. But um, I also don't think every email um, needs the same weight of being responded to in 24 hours.
1: So I agree that there's a different priority uh, on emails. There are certain emails that we need to prioritize above others, no doubt about it. For instance, the emails from your boss, for instance, whether it's your pastor or whatnot, those should have your utmost attention, you know, and those definitely require a, a response. But thinking about the folks who are coming, you know, who you're working with directly, right? You know, maybe it's your volunteers or your fellow staff members, like those require, um those require a, a somewhat immediate response as well, in the sense that again, these are your colleagues, these are the people that you're working with, and so you want to make sure that you are responsive. But I will say, Chris, that one of the things that we as church people get accused of um, is is not is is the perception that we don't care. And Part of that perception that we don't care is connected with how well we respond to folks Uh, And and I agree with you again that there's a priorities on how we respond and not everything is as as urgent You know, but part of the trap for us too. is not just not just respond to what's urgent or what's not But the reality is that if you're like a normal person with the email box You've got hundreds of emails in your inbox that are just sitting there waiting to be done with and so part of it is being responsive. And part of it is, is, is about your own personal workflow as a minister in the church or how you deal with, with your emails. And, I, and so I think it's a both end in terms of responsiveness um, and also just dealing with the massiveness of email that sometimes exists in our inboxes. I don't know about you, you know, Chris, but you know, uh, you know sometimes I get a ton of emails in, in, in a day and some are newsletters and some are, are, you know, work stuff and some are all sorts of things, you know, but I get, and this is personally, I can get overwhelmed seeing that number (laughs) of emails increase. Now, maybe I'm just weird. Maybe that's just the way I react to emails, but uh, uh, I know personally, it's like marking off a to-do list, right? I do get a little bit of satisfaction of seeing my inbox, um, you know, not have a million emails in it.
0: See, I think what we need to do is go from reactive to proactive with your emails. and so for me, what's helped are a couple of strategies, and and I use variations of these strategies from different people I've learned them from, right? So um, the first strategy uh, was from Scott Belsky who uh, is the author of Making Ideas Happen, and uh, he um, runs a company um, called 99U. Um, I think the company's still around, but basically uh, one of the things he talked about is creating folders in your, Uh, email, Um, one that says action items, one that says reference, and one that says um, uh, why am I blanking on it? Action, uh, reference, and back burner. And so basically um, every day or every time he checks his email, before he opens a certain, um, before he really like dives into an email, he'll open it up, read it through and say, okay, an action one is something he has to take care of right away. Reference is more of like, hey, an FYI, right? Back burner is something that doesn't have to be addressed immediately, but can be left till later, right? And so then he sets aside time daily, weekly, and monthly where he looks at um, daily at his action items, right, and tries to clear that out. Weekly at the back burner um, sort of stuff, and then you know um, weekly and monthly at the reference, right? And so therefore, when he starts his day in his inbox, it's completely empty or completely new email. But everything has been categorized along that regards. And you know, figuring out what's an action item, it, it takes a little bit of, uh, of a challenge, but basically by creating those labels or those boxes, that's important. You know, it's a challenge is when you use something like Gmail where it doesn't necessarily pop into a folder, it just appears still in your inbox with labels and there's different ways that you can figure that out. But for me, for a long time, that strategy w- was really effective. Um, the second um, strategy that has really been helpful to me is something I learned from Tim Ferriss in the four hour work week, where basically he checked his email once a week. Um, and uh, he had an autoresponder that basically would pop up and say, hey listen, <clears throat> this is not you're not getting this because your email is not important to me, but please l- know I have limited access to my email. Um, um, I." Uh, We'll be sure to respond to it as soon as possible. And so I can't remember if it was weekly or bi-weekly. He would check his email address, um, his email inbox and respond to those emails um, right there so that he wasn't in the middle of creative processing or thinking, worrying about emails popping up um, and things along those lines. Um, The third Thing that I've learned, and this has just been from a variety of different people, is when I take notifications away. Um, you know, some people have notifications of someone's emailing them or someone's reading their email or things like that. Get rid of those. I don't think of any great strategy where that really pops up unless uh, your job is just to answer emails, right? If you're an admin assistant, maybe that's a little bit different, right? Um, the other one is I eliminate all work email from my phone. Um, and that's because if I want my phone with me you know, every single day, which it pretty much is, it's not necessarily in my pocket or on my desk, but if I want it with me, I do not want the temptation of checking things on my day off or checking things when I'm away for the evening. And I would even say, put up a blocker, um, or not necessarily an away message, but put up a blocker when you're at home with family. So even if someone emails you at eight o'clock at night um, or nine o'clock at night when you should be asleep or with family, that you're not even tempted, or even if you open it up, you're not going to see it there. So that's the beauty of some of the email um, uh, settings that Gmail or um, Outlook or um, you know Apple have in place is to allow you to to protect yourself and your schedule.
1: Yeah, I, I love all those strategies, and I've implemented all those strategies in some way, shape, or form over time because you know again it's really helpful you know to to do that because again i think we get overwhelmed by emails and and what happens is we see 100 emails or 110 emails on, on our or more on our inbox and we're like oh i don't know where to begin and so we just shut it down but i agree with you a couple things to consider i i wholeheartedly agree with turn off notifications on your phone mm. i do not leave my in email uh client open, my application open all the time on my computer when I'm on it. Like right now, I record the podcast. I've got the only two screens I have open, Chris, there's you, you know, on Zoom here. And then I've got our our, our editing document that we use. Uh, that's all I have open. But one of the, the traps that we fall into is you have e- your email open all the time. Um, I'm a big fan of you check email twice, maybe three times a day. And you check it for, you know, uh, you know, you schedule time in your calendar, 30 minutes max, you really don't need more than 30 minutes if you're doing this right, right? Um, but what ends up happening is if you leave it open, you see an email, and you're like, Oh, okay, and, and you don't respond because you're in the middle of something else. And then, and then you forget it's there, you don't come back to that, right? And so the goal is, if you're opening your email, two or three times a day scheduling time, you know, that's most convenient for you to do that and respond to all those emails right away, right? Uh, You know, and some of them, honestly, you just trash them, right? There's no response needed, right? And some of them just get rid of them, right? You know, because it's a newsletter that you... Look, you don't read all the newsletters that you get. So, why pretend that you're going to read it? Just delete it. They
0: read Marathon Youth Ministries newsletter. So, oh, yes, except
1: for Marathon Youth Ministries. Yeah, you you know, some of them require such a quick reply, like, I got it, right? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, thanks. You know, if you're copied on the email, right? If you're not the main person, if you're copied on an email, that's also something that you could just either delete or archive. Because supposedly that's not for you. It's just more of an FYI for you. So you have no need to respond to it. So I think one of the first steps, Chris, you know, among all the other things, all the things that you suggested is really understand is what is expected of you from this email address, this email. Most emails require no response from you. They really don't, right? Right. Newsletters, things that you're copied on, things that are just like, we just need you to know. You really don't need to respond back and say, thanks. Mm-hmm. It gets the worst like what are they gonna do They're they're gonna write back and say no, thank you like come on Like that's a waste of space, right? Just archive it You know with one of the folders that, that you've created and and then really focus on the ones that do require a response now Some of them are a quick response right to your point you talk about the action and the back burner I like that right, you know is the action just do it and do it right away get it done right, mm-hmm. you know um, and, that, and then it's off your plate and it's done, especially if it's, it's a 60-second a response that's required for you. Right. Now, if an email is a task that you need to do, that's what you would call back burner, right, Chris? You put on the yes. back burner and make sure. Now, for me, I not only put it in that back burner folder, but I would transfer that on my to-do list. Now, if it's from my boss and saying, uh, I may respond back real quickly and say, got it. It's on my to-do list. I plan to work on it in the next week or whatever. That suffices as a response within 24 hours because now your boss, for instance, or even a volunteer knows that you've acknowledged his email and it's on your to-do list and you will get it done. And then you can delete it you know, or archive it if it's on your to-do list, right? Yeah. Um, but for, for stuff like that, for instance, that, that takes a while, for me, I know, I just want to know that you've acknowledged. I know that what I'm asking you to do is going to take time, right? You know, and I'm not expecting it today or tomorrow. I just want to know that you got it because if it's just sitting out there, I'm like, did they get it? Do they know they need to work on it? And it leaves questions in my mind as the person who wrote the original email. And then what ends up happening is I end up filling your inbox again. Right. Chris, hey, you know, just making sure you got my email from a week ago. I didn't get a response, but this is an important project, right? When you right. could have had a simple response saying, yes, I got it. It's on my to-do list. I plan to do it. Like, and that's like a 30-second response and you're done and you move on. Right. Um, but that's the type of responsiveness that, that that I like within the 24-hour rule. I agree that not all of them need to be – none of them are high priority. And some of them are going to take weeks to, to get the, the – the to-do item done, you know, but that response, that awareness, I think it is 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 huge and it's important in terms of being responsive to those who are emailing you who are asking for something.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, no, and, and 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 that's definitely key. I think that's uh, definitely important to look at. I think you know also when we look at um, being proactive, it's noticing people who have poor email etiquette and you know, I'm not the rule writer of this, so John, feel free to call me out. But one thing that disturbs me are people who email things that could be handled over, should be handled over the phone or in person, right? So, um, you know, it's in those sort of situations, someone might email you like a long explanation, right? Um, And you might feel privy, especially if it's emotionally driven, to like respond back with a long explanation. Those are the types of moments where I say, hey, thank you. Let's discuss this in person. Here's a, a link or here's time that I can do that. You know, call me. And, uh, and hopefully they, they respond to that, right? Um, if they respond via email, again, asking me for an email response will be like, I'd rather talk about this on the phone. You know, and, and so what being proactive means you are now driving the relationship of how it's best to be communicated to you. So another way, maybe something a little bit less passive yet proactive, if that makes sense, is I tell my people, me, my volunteers, and my coworkers, um, if you want my immediate attention, walk into my office. Um, if I'm not in the office, shoot me a text or pick up the phone and call. If uh, you don't care when I respond to it, just shoot me an email. You know, and it's not because I, it's just I'm not on my email all the time, right? Yep. I'm just even if I check it out like five times a day, I'm still not on my email all the time. So text me, call me, walk into my office. I say, if I don't pick up the phone when you call, texting to say, hey, are you available is great. If I don't respond or say no, give me times that are gonna work for you for me to call you back. Um, if it's a true emergency, which, you know, in certain situations, I, I'm not in that profession where I handle like life or death sort of situations you know, so for me, I have a hard time sort of like understanding what that might be. You know, if it's a true emergency, say this is an emergency and I'll pick up. If you break my trust once, I'll forgive you and I'll give you some more trust. But if you do it twice, then, you know, forget it. Like you're done. No, I'm just kidding. You're not necessarily <laughs> done, but then it's going to be harder to, it's the boy who cried wolf, right? That whole uh, story. So I think we need to be proactive by setting down terms of how we like to be communicated to right Um, and and you might not be in a you can't really do that with your pastor necessarily but just say to your pastor like you know hey listen um, it's difficult for me to always respond to email Um, you know in those situations I want you to know that your emails are a priority to me and everything but if I'm not if if I'm in the middle of something it's not because I'm ignoring you it's just I can't
1: Yeah. But by definition, email is not urgent. We may mark an email urgent, but again, to your point, if an email is urgent, it should not be an email. It should be a phone call or in-person type of thing. And so that that should relieve all of us, right? You know, if if there's no such thing as such an urgent email that you need to respond to right now. I'm not advocating for responding to right now. I am advocating for creating a system where you are responsive, but the urgency is a total different thing. And so email is not urgent and should never should never be treated that way. You know, if if you send an urgent email, then it should be followed up with a text saying, hey, Chris, I just sent you an urgent email. I have a document there that needs to be responded to right away. And it's due whatever in 10 minutes, you know, can you take a quick look? Then maybe, right, you know, you can do that, right? Um, but in general, emails are not urgent. Let's talk about the travel thing, for instance. So Let's talk about travel let's let's talk about vacation and then let's Mm -hmm. talk about travel for work um these are two times that it's appropriate to uh, put an away message on right you know so if you're traveling for vacation you should not be checking email put an away message on that says i am gone from january 20th to february 20th or whatever the dates are you know and i will not be checking email at this time if if you need a response email my admin, my pastor, my whoever, if you want, right. You know, if you want to do that, but just set the expectation that you are out of town. I get so annoyed. Honestly, maybe this is me when, when I write an email and there's no autoresponder and they're like, Oh, I've been on vacation or a mission trip or whatever. I'm like, put on an autoresponder. The autoresponder is so easy, you know, to do every email client has a function for that. You know, do that. But no, you shouldn't be checking email during vacation. Now, when you talk about work travel, Chris, I always put on, I like to put on, I don't always, but oftentimes I'll put on an email responder say, I am traveling at this meeting or this conference. I will have limited opportunity to check emails. I will respond when I can. If you plan to be checking email during your work travel, and I tend to to check email when I'm traveling for work, so that's not a problem. But again, set the expectation up that so that an email an automatic email response is also being responsive to those that have emailed you say I will it's important to you I will get to you when I can I just I'm at a conference or I'm at a meeting or whatnot and I won't be able to check it all the time type of thing
0: yeah, uh, those are two yeah.
1: best practices that you gotta you have to implement those
0: that that's an excellent point that's an excellent point I would also um, you know add to that as well. Make sure the people you are delegating them to are aware of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Those people,
0: and this is important too, like if you have an administrative assistant or a coworker who's going to handle some of those things that, that they know how to get in touch with you during those vacations and, and when it's really important as well. Right. Cause you don't want them uh, to tell people, Hey, email, you know, our admin assistant, and then your admin assistant just forwards you or calls you or texts you about every little thing. Just say, Hey, listen, if it's, this this or this or this you know handle it on your own don't call me that can wait if it's this or this you know shoot me a text to see if I'm available definitely um, uh, set them up for success so you don't have harbor um, harsh feelings towards them as well uh, another thing that I think is important is practice what you preach right so if you don't like receiving emails at midnight don't send emails at midnight if you don't like receiving emails at six o'clock in the morning don't send emails at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, again, most email clients now have scheduling. I, I know with Google, they have this uh, app that you can download called Boomerang, and I love it. You know, For me, I might actually like checking my emails at eight o'clock at night, you know? Um, or say, you know, we, we've all had those nights where we can't sleep and we, we wake up, and maybe you're checking your emails. Write your emails, but schedule them to be sent at like 10 o'clock or nine o'clock or 8 a.m. the next business day, right, uh, so that your, uh, the people you're interacting with aren't thinking like, oh wow, John, Chris, they're usually available at 2 a.m. Like, I might give them a call. Or, you know, hey, you're usually up at like 10 p.m. Why didn't you respond to my email that I sent at 8 o'clock p.m. the night before, you know? So definitely practice what you preach. Um, knowing that there are times where you might be sending an email at an off hour, schedule it for a time that's appropriate. I know this is actually something that I do with John, because John lives in uh, Las Vegas. He's three hours you know behind in time. So uh, I'm going to be up at 8 o'clock in the morning, you know, and he's going to call me out. Because once in a while, I'll I'll shoot that email thinking, like, maybe he's up at 5 a.m. But I'm not assuming he's checking at that. But there are times where I might schedule ahead and say, okay, I know that John's going to check his email around like 7 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to shoot for that time at Pacific time.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. You're right. I am not checking email at 5 a.m. First thing I do when I get up in the morning, especially a weekday, I'm focused on the kids. I'm getting them ready and out the door. And once they're out the door and I get back, I am on email. But like this morning was perfect, Chris, right? You sent me two emails, you know, one for meeting we have, but also the second one is is for this podcast. You sent me the link to record, right? I I expect that email. I know that email is coming first thing in the morning on days that we're recording. That's the first thing I go to. And I look for that. And if I don't have it, I've gone to the point where I will text you, Chris. Now you always send it, almost always, you know. But I, I know that if I don't have that mic, like, uh, Chris, we're still recording today, right? But I'm not yeah. emailing you that; I'm texting you that because that's urgent, right? But yeah, we've we've created a system, and that 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 system is important. Know each other's, you know, flow in terms of how you work. Again, that's more for colleagues that you're working with. But yeah, you have to you have to model what you're preaching in terms yeah. of that. Uh, but with that said, you know, if you're a pastor and you want your staff to be responsive to emails within 24 business hours, well, then you should be doing that as well, especially if emails of your staff. Now, again, I talk about business days. If there are certain days that are your day off, you should not be responding to emails and there's no expectation there shouldn't be. And so a lot of folks, you know, are. are I know a lot of church people are maybe Sunday through Thursday. Um, But even Sunday, like Sunday is not an email day for a lot of folks in ministry because Sunday is really, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, you know, should we be working on Sunday, right? Is that's a day for you to be connecting with people, not sitting at your desk doing stuff. And so there's one person I work with uh, um, who, one of our clients who is always in the office on on Sundays, right? But he's not doing a ton of email and I don't expect a response from email because he has a different focus. I, do I know I'll get a response from him on Monday? Yeah. He's pretty good at getting responses to be on Monday. Even if I send something to him on Friday, cause Friday for me typically is work day. So, uh, and, but I, 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 send it Friday knowing full well, I'm not going to get a response to from him until Monday. And that's, right. that's, that's fine. You know? Um, so you gotta have realistic expectations with that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you approach it in that way, that that's definitely important. Um, a lot of this too is giving ourselves permission not to check email all the time. Um, you know, and you, you mentioned, you're not checking your email when you're away. I, I know I have my personal email on my phone and everything. Uh, I've, I've been toying around with the idea of taking it off, um, taking off all email off my phone, um, except for when I go away on a work trip, right? Uh, because the reality is Email because it's not an emergency or a quick way to get in touch with people. Why do I need to check it? You know when I'm not in the office, right? Um, maybe personal email is great for when you're in the waiting room at a doctor's office, or you know um, you're you're on the go and, and you know that um, you just want to catch up with people. But for the most part, yeah, if you're not in the office, um, you don't and you're not working, you don't need your work email with you.
1: Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree. Uh, I have the same thing. I've turned off all notifications on my phone. I do have work email on my phone, partly is because I do travel a lot for work, you know, and, but that temptation is real to just open mm-hmm. it up and, and take a look at what's there and, and respond to it. And, and I've made the mistake. Like I remember one morning I did check my email before I got the kids up and ready and there was something major that oh. showed up in my email and I couldn't do anything about it right then right, because I had right. to go take care of the kids. So now my morning was ruined. I remember I remember having this conversation with my wife. I ruined my morning because I knew I couldn't do anything about this email until later. And all I could think about was that task that needed to be done. Um, and I shortchanged my family because of it in terms of the quality of time in the morning and whatnot. And that's an
0: awesome lesson and great takeaway. Like don't check your email unless you know you have the capacity to respond, right? Absolutely. Don't check your email unless you know you have the capacity to respond. So if you're not at your computer, if you're not in the area where you can respond to that email, don't check it. If it's not that time of day, right? Like right before, how many times have you checked your email right before you take the kids to school and you're like, I'm getting in a car, there's no way I can handle this, right? And it's just like the story you just shared and uh, I've been there definitely and it's hard. Um, and it's a reminder, too, don't be afraid to use the phone again. Don't be afraid to walk into someone's office. There are more ways to communicate effectively, better ways to communicate effectively than just shooting an email. So that's your takeaway, folks. That's what go. we want you to do. But we would love to receive emails from you. We might not respond right away. And if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, shoot us an email at questions at churchpodcast.org Or leave us a comment on our uh, website, the churchpodcast.org. But if you like to communicate in different ways, especially leaving us a rave review, a, a review where we're doing awesome, five star, go to iTunes or Spotify, anywhere uh, you listen to podcasts. Um, and share your thoughts. Share this podcast with people, especially those who violate the email rules. Um, uh, help them grow to be better disciples. You can do that there. But let's say you don't want to communicate with us, but you just want to communicate with John. John, what's the best way to reach it? Uh,
1: by Morse code. Okay. And that's no, just- <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I have no idea. No, at parisuccessgroup.com and uh, reach out to me on Twitter, social media at John Ronaldo.
0: And you can reach me at all things Marathon Youth Ministry or go to marathonyouthministry.com. And again, we are so grateful, so thankful for you guys and everything that you do. Uh, keep hanging in there, keep doing God's work and helping us make church better. John, would you close us in prayer?
1: Absolutely. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for the gift of email. Um, may it not be a curse, Lord, and may we find good ways to, to strategize and be responsive to people via this amazing technology, but also not have it consume us, uh, which email can often do. So it's a powerful tool for ministry, but can also consume us in a negative way. So so help us practice the, what we're talking about here. Help us put in strategies in place, to, again, all so that we can serve serve your people and serve your kingdom bring people to you lord we ask you to continue to bless all those who listen to this podcast in their ministry and whatever they've got going on lord be with them and send your spirit upon them and, and as they continue to labor in the vineyard you know for you and for your work lord be with all those who listen and and be with all of us as we continue on in this season in your name we pray amen in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen